pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 204. Today I'm going to be chatting with my bestie, Lacey Lane, discuss insane new levels of censorship, highlight the return of Marlin, and talk about plant groups that are too extreme for Facebook. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Lacey, what's going on? Hi, Ava. I've missed you. I know. And I did see you last night. Yeah, but I missed the show. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> guys, if you listen to the earlier episodes of Gun Funny, you'll remember Lacey Lane. Yep, that's me. Yeah, not the porn star. No, or the wrestler. Did you know there's a wrestler named Lacey Lane? Is there really a porn star, though? I don't know, but oh, okay. I do know there's like a UFC fighter. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes, not either of those, but she's famous in my eyes because she's my bestie and we've known each other now. Oh man, we're going to be dating ourselves, but I think I it's like 23 or 24 years. I <clears throat> uh, know. We went to school together, but we'll talk about that here shortly. But before we get into it, got to talk about Smith & Wesson. If you guys are looking for a good range gun or just a nice home defense gun, you should definitely check out the M&P 2.0, the full size, holds 17 rounds. I use one of these for my home defense guns. They're really hard to beat. I have the one that's optic ready. You can get it if you want the optic on it or if you just want to use the sights, but I would recommend night sights if you do. They're super accurate, really easy to shoot. Really very little recoil, especially because it's full size, comes in 9, 40, 45. And I know it is restricted in some states due to mag capacity. There might be different magazines. I'm pretty sure that they would make if that's the case. And you can get it with the thumb safety or without. I have mine without. Just because I feel like in a stressful situation, I'm probably going to forget to deactivate that safety. But anyways, they're just great all-around guns. So definitely check them out. That is at smith-wesson.com. That's what my stepmom has for home defense as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm a fan of your stepmom. Mm-hmm. I knew she had good taste. She does. She has great taste. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, now it's time to get into it. Last week was my birthday. I just turned 35. Happy birthday, Ava. Oh, my gosh. We're always a few days before the show. When this comes out, it's going to be Monday. But celebrated my birthday on Thursday of last week, which really was last night for us. And I had a birthday party. Oh, it was amazing. Actually, and it really wasn't. I was considering going to Vegas for my birthday. Yeah, I'm going to do it up while I'm still young and wear those hooker heels and whatever. (laughs) And the truth is, man, I don't have the energy for that. I don't really know what I'm really getting out of it other than, yeah, see, I still got it. See, guys are still hitting on me. See, I'm still a hot babe, which (laughs) I really don't care about. I'm almost tempted to just gain 30 pounds so that I don't even get hit on anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so glad we didn't go to Vegas, though. I'm just saying. Yeah. So instead, I'm exhausted. Yeah, dude, I know. I know. Same. And and then I've been traveling a lot lately and I just really want to be home. What we decided to do was we had dinner in a teepee. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. That was my first time in a teepee. Mine too. Yeah. And unless you probably went somewhere with your son. Well, I think when I was younger, they used to have like these Indian festivals in Gunnison when I grew up there. 
Well, I'm sure it probably seemed a lot bigger. Yeah, it was like huge when I was a kid. Yeah, I got to say, when we pulled up to the restaurant that had the TP of, oh, uh, I have eight people coming to my party. I don't know if we're all going to fit in here. And are we doing it Japanese style where we're sitting on the floor? <laughs> I got all the questions. But then once we got inside, I was, oh, yeah, it's pretty spacious. I like it. Yeah, I just had my really good friends join me. And we had some drinks and charcuterie board and the food. The place that we picked actually was kind of like hipster where it's so funny to me because nowadays the more homeless the place looks, the more popular it is. It is. And the food's usually better. Yeah. The food and they always have really good cocktails. Yes. Those cocktails were amazing. But I can't help but crack up. Nowadays, if you're going to open up a restaurant, your best idea is literally to go to Goodwill and buy a bunch of mismatched chairs and tables (laughs) and just make it look as just artsy. Boho. Yeah. (laughs) And then maybe spray paint them different colors. And there you go. You don't have to spend all this money on matching decor. You can pretty much furnish your restaurant for 50 bucks. It's so true. The TP made me feel tall for once in my life, though. Yeah. The, yeah, I can see that. entrance. Yeah. Like I had to duck down yeah. to get in. That yeah. never happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine wearing heels. I still wore some high heel boots and a dress. And then, you look like Pocahontas, buddy. Oh, I know. I was totally <laughs> the look I was going for. And then I show up and here I put something on Instagram. You guys, I don't know why everybody's afraid to say their age. Which in a way, I kind of don't even understand. When did it become? And I know that this started from back in the day when people were like, oh, don't tell them my age. Maybe your weight, I can understand. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. What are you hiding? Is it just because you feel like you haven't accomplished much for your age? Is it because you think you look like crap for your age? I don't know. Sometimes you kind of have to wonder, why do we do this? I don't know. I feel like we grew up in the best time era too, the 90s. Yeah. I don't like hiding it at all. Yeah. And I don't really care. And I don't think I look bad for my age and whatever. I'm 35 and it's just literally just a number. I think once you hit your mid thirties, then you're just kind of like, I don't care what anybody thinks of how I look for my age either. Yeah. Yeah. Like in your late twenties, you kind of start to worry about it, you know? Yeah. And then once you hit your mid thirties, you're like, whatever. I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, I think you're right. The only thing I guess that you can't help but think, go look back is like, do you remember when you were a kid and Oh, yeah. By the time I'm 25, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a house, white picket fence. Yep. You already kind of think you have this perception of how your life is going to be. And this is so not how I expected my life. Same. I did not expect myself to be in the gun industry. I thought I'd probably still be living in New York City. I probably would have. And it's funny because everybody always tells me, oh, you need to stop acting like a man and be a woman. And (laughs) Oh, you're always on this power trip or people think, actually, Lacey, remember it was your dad. (laughs) Your dad recently, they went on a road trip together and he told Lacey, yeah, he was probably gonna have a hard time finding a husband because she's kind of a alpha female. (laughs) Yeah, that's the exact words my dad used. Yeah. And of course you told me and then I told him and Lacey, you told her. (laughs) He was so embarrassed. But I don't care. But it's funny because I didn't really set out to be like a quote unquote alpha female. I actually thought I'd go to college. I had an education, but I thought ultimately I'd probably just end up marrying some guy who was loaded. I'd be a well-kept woman and maybe just be active in the community. (laughs) And my girlfriend's over and play some Mahjong. But (laughs) now I'm some independent alpha female. I live alone. I don't have kids. I'm not married. And men are terrified of me. And I don't know really how I got here. (laughs) They definitely weren't scared of you in high school. (laughs) No. I'm just going to throw that out there. No. I was pretty popular in high school. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's funny that you ended up 
this way too. Honestly, when we were in school, my perception of you honestly was like, oh my God, she is so prissy. Yeah, I kind of was. You were, you were like one of the prissiest girls in our year. Yeah. For me to actually even get my hands dirty. And the other day you came to the range with me and helped me set up. And we did a lot of that by ourselves yeah. like with no guys. Yeah. I brought you because you're more of the muscles. That's what Lacey does. She's a personal fitness trainer. Oh, yeah. Trainer. All right, Lacey, you got more muscles. I got the attitude <laughs> and the two of us can definitely put together this range. And we actually had a lot of fun doing it, but me getting my hands dirty and sweating and stuff, that did not exist in my world. No. And even when I lived in New York, I remember when I moved back from New York to Colorado, I told my dad when I was working at a shop, I don't even know what to wear because my clothes are super expensive. I don't want them to get dirty. (laughs) And I just went to, I don't know, I think I went to Walmart and just bought some basic shirts because all my stuff's expensive and (laughs) the shop is really dirty. And now I have all my clothes that I wore in New York City in a box, all my suits. I worked for the New York Yankees previously, and I had to wear suits to work every day. And I should probably just give them to Goodwill at this point because I kept thinking, yeah, I'll keep them in a box in case my career changes. But here I am nine years later. you're pretty well made in your career. Yeah, I don't think, knock on wood, I don't think I'm going anywhere. But anyways, before we get into that, because I realized in August, it's actually going to be four years that I've had this show. And I've gained, obviously, a ton of new listeners since then. And I thought that, one, it was my birthday. And I'll be honest, wasn't super responsible. Didn't get a guest. F it, we're doing a birthday bash. (laughs) But I also kind of figured this would be a good opportunity for you guys to get to know the person behind the mic that interviews everyone else. And I figured, who better to do it with than my best friend that I've known for 23, 24 years. I love it. I'm excited. Okay, so before we get into it, real quick, going to talk about SB Tactical. First off, if you guys haven't gone to ATF's website to comment about the braces, how they want to, anybody who has a brace on their gun, they want to basically define it as an SBR, which is BS. It's going to cost you $200 per gun. It's complete BS. Definitely take action. Head on over to ATF's website. If you guys are looking for a direct link, just go to gunfunny.com forward slash news. And I have an article on exactly what to do and what not to do so that your voice is heard and your letter counts against that. But that aside, SB Tactical just released a brand new brace. It's the HBPDW. It's the iconic brace they designed with Q for the Honey Badger adopted to fit the AR-15 platform. The brace is lighter and shorter than the regular PDW brace as well as that sleek looking design. It's available in 5.56, 300 blackout versions, and of course, 9mm. There are different versions because of different buffers. The kits include the buffer and spring. They're three-position adjustable with the QD sling attachment points, and they're compatible with mil-spec BCGs and AR lowers. They're available in both versions in black right now. The regular Honey Badger gray color won't be available for a while. The complete kit is $299.99 to $319.99, but you guys aren't going to pay that because you'll use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's going to get you 15% off, and that is at sb-tactical.com. Going back to a little bit about me. Okay, yeah, in high school, I wasn't the best. I was a little prissy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like- you were very prissy. I, and I was kind of like that mean girl. 
You don't think so? You don't think I was mean? I remember in middle school, there was this girl that I didn't like, so I put tanning lotion on her nose when she was asleep <laughs> so that it would turn brown, and then I called her a brown noser. Oh my God, I don't even remember that. What really? year was that? Actually, okay, it was in fourth grade. That's why I don't remember. Yeah, so basically, I was like a genius from the start, if we're being honest, <laughs> certified. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, it's weird because I did grow up around guns. My dad was always really well-known locally. And he's made a pretty decent name for himself. I don't really talk about it too much. I don't talk about my dad. I don't get along with him as well. We'll be honest. I've only seen him once, probably in the last two years. But with that said, I haven't really used his name or anything to piggyback off his success and make a name for myself. I just wanted to do it by myself and kind of just do it the right way so that I know that, hey, my success is earned and it wasn't given to me. But yeah, I did grow up around guns pretty much, honestly my house was on the same property as a gun range. Yeah. It's weird because when I'm at the range and people are like, cover your ears, I have actually really good hearing. So my hearing hasn't really been affected, which is weird, but it doesn't really bother me. I'm not super sensitive to that because, oh, I grew up around this. Yeah. <laughs> but believe it or not, I only shot my first gun when I was 25, literally a month short of my 26th birthday with my How? mom. How did you manage I know. to walk around a gun range your entire childhood? I know. Because you think at some point, this is actually one of the things that does sort of annoy me where I think my mom did an excellent job raising me, but as a instructor and somebody who's always teaching like gun safety mm -hmm. and especially women just using it for protection, I'm surprised that she didn't make me. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is push anybody to do something they don't want to do. But I just think that nowadays, especially being a female, it's one of those things. I remember growing up and my mom said that I need to learn how to drive a stick shift just right. in case. Which, to this day, I don't know how to drive a stick shift. I do. Yeah, maybe you can <laughs> teach me. And then I can teach you uh, cook. No. Uh, <laughs> clean. Yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Lazy is a really great cook and I suck, but my house is always clean, but I also don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning sucks, especially when you're into fitness and you have a kid. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of time for cleaning. No. In between cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm a little annoyed and surprised that my mom didn't make me learn how to shoot a gun. Just in case, let's say somebody broke into our house and it was just my sister and I. Like, I think it's one of those things where I think you should still teach your kids just the basics so that if they ever needed to use it. And I'm kind of yeah. surprised. My dad, I'm not surprised because he probably wouldn't have thought of that. But my mom was very smart and always thought, and gosh, my mom was so protective. Oh, my gosh. She wouldn't even let me go to the mall. When I was younger with all my friends and we were in sixth grade and everybody else's parents would let them, they drop them off at the mall and let I remember kids. that because I wasn't ever allowed to go either. Yeah. Or like Ski City. Yeah, I know. I know. And mom, everyone else's parents. And I was the only jerk that had to renew their permit, their car permit. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't even know. I've yet to meet anybody else who's ever had to renew their freaking permit. Because my mom wasn't ready for me to get my driver's get license. Your driver's license yet. And then I failed my driving test. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is after she signed me up for a master drive, too. <laughs> I'm surprised. Maybe not that she didn't force you to shoot, mm -hmm. but that she didn't at least familiarize you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you were around it all the time. I know. So and, that kind of surprises me a little bit. And you know that I had to have had zero interest. Figure my parents probably talked about it at dinner, guns and stuff. Yeah. And I literally would just zone out. I just did not care. But when I was 25, my mom taught me how to shoot just really quickly. She had five minutes to teach me. And I was really accurate. Like, okay, that was actually kind of fun. It wasn't enough where I'm like, wow, 
all I want to do is shoot now. Like, I was just <laughs> cool. Are we done recording this video? Because I head back to New York City in three days and I just need to get back to my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of really what it was. See, that sounds more like the Ava I grew up with. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I still continue to be in New York. And then it wasn't until after my mom passed away. It's weird because somebody actually recently asked me what made me move back. And I was on a plane, actually, when I read the question that they were going to ask me. And it kind of made me tear up because one, it was one of those things where what a lot of people don't realize is I was there when my mom passed away. And it's been probably the most difficult thing that I've ever had to deal with. But I just remember making that promise to her that I would take care of my dad and my sister. And it sucks as I'm not really that close with them now. But I didn't even think twice about moving back. I gave up my life of eight years, freaking everything I built up in eight years. I had a boyfriend at the time. I knew he was going to propose. And it's funny because my mom loved him and she was like, oh, my God, you need to say yes. She really liked him. (laughs) Honestly, I'm so glad I didn't marry him. And apparently now he's married to some woman from, I think, Dominican Republic. She doesn't speak English. She used to be a stripper and she has really big fake boobs. Oh, my God. So, yeah, (laughs) as you can imagine, that makes me feel really great about myself. (laughs) He did not appreciate my intelligence whatsoever. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) But he was a really nice guy. And I don't talk to him or anything, but I hope he's doing well. But I gave up everything to move back. But it wasn't something that I even really thought twice about. I just kind of feel like family needs to stick together. And this is what family is for. And especially in a time like that. Yeah, we need to come together and be there for each other. And so I moved back or I go to Walmart and get fucking clothes (laughs) that I don't mind getting greasy and dirty and whatever. And then I was determined to learn everything I possibly could. Luckily, I do learn pretty quickly. I actually graduated college in three years, double major with a 3.7 GPA. I'm not one of those people that things just come naturally. I definitely had to study for tests and stuff. Right. And I had to take notes and stuff. But I do work hard to hold on to that information, I guess, and to learn it quickly. Yeah. And so that's when I started learning about guns. And then I started shooting a little bit more. And then became an instructor, started taking more NRA classes and gaining more NRA instructor credentials. And then that's how it started. And I really didn't think that this was going to lead down the path that it did. Yeah. I just kind of thought that it was just extra income and it was a good way to train other women because there weren't a lot of female instructors. I was just going to ask you what made you decide to start training, though. Yeah, I think it was mostly because a lot of people kept coming into the store and, hey, do you guys know of any female instructors? So there was a demand for it. And I kind of felt bad because even when I had to take my instructor credential classes, and I took it with a few different instructors just to change it up and kind of see how everyone kind of teaches everyone it a little. Changes it. Yeah. yeah. And man, they were so fuddy. Looking back, gosh, FUD of the FUD yeah. taught me. Yeah. So that's really why. But it was just something that kind of preoccupied my time. I used my mom's old classroom. To this day, I still have a lot of the stuff. I have the chair that she sat in when teaching. I have some of her training aids, which I will never, ever part with. And it definitely made me feel closer to her and even working in the shop and sitting at her desk and stuff. And also my sister was still in college and I didn't want her to drop out of college. So I want her to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. And then I'll be honest, my dad put me through freaking hell. He was ready to get remarried a month after my mom passed away. And I've never been through so much emotional torture. And then on top of still trying to deal with losing my mom and what happened. I'm actually surprised that I didn't end up in a mental institution, for being totally honest. <laughs> Maybe that's why you became a trainer. It was yeah. the alternative. I know. 
I don't know. Eventually we started parting ways and I created my own business and I was living with my dad because I felt bad because he didn't even know where the microwave was. He didn't even know how to work. Well, he didn't even know that we owned a microwave. He didn't know how to do laundry. He didn't know anything. My mom did everything for him. I know. And somebody had to take care of him. So I lived with him for about a year. And then finally, all right, for my health, I lost 30. I was 35 pounds lighter than what I am today. And I think I'm not overweight by any means. I'm pretty skinny. So for me to lose that much weight. Yeah, you were tiny. I've seen pictures. Yeah. And it was just all stress. So just for my well-being, I moved out and then continued to train. I was a full-time instructor and I was actually able to make a living off of it, which was weird because not a lot of instructors can say that. I'm glad you did, though. I'll say I know when I took my concealed carry class, it's very intimidating as a female. Oh, yeah. To take a concealed carry class with a male instructor. It's intimidating to learn anything about guns with a male instructor, because I feel like as women, we are kind of pushed down mm-hmm. in when it has anything to do with guns. Yeah. That's not our realm. Yeah. And you definitely feel that from a lot of male instructors when I you're know. learning. I know whether they say it or not. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And I feel like unless you're in that situation, you don't really quite understand. Men are probably no. Yeah. You guys are just it's in your mind. It's in your head. And it's, it's not just like at all. Yeah. It definitely is kind of it's intimidating. It's very intimidating. And it's not one of those things where it's, okay, guys, we're going to teach you how to paint. And hey, if you don't paint well, it's not the end of the world. You're yeah. learning how to do something that if you screw up, it could be a very costly screw up. So, yeah, it completely change your life. Yeah. Yeah, I could understand. I'm going to take another quick break and talk about Caldwell. You have some experience with Caldwell. Those are the big yes. yellow tar- steel targets that <laughs> they you are me very with. heavy, yeah. <laughs> extremely heavy. I know. That's why I brought you because some of those like the full size silhouette ones. Uh, can you come over here and help me pick this up? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to take a roundabout guess here, but I'm going to say that that big target was probably about 70 pounds. Yeah. And then to think that you have to lift it up and put it on the two by four. Yeah. Remember when we went to Lowe's and we had to get two by fours and everybody's looking at us like <laughs> we're crazy because we were the only females in the, in wood the section. lumber aisle. Yeah. And we we're just walking around. Oh, we got this. We weren't even sitting there scratching our heads like, what do we do? And then we brought it over to the cutting area. Yeah, we need it to be cut five feet. Make it happen. I mean, I didn't <laughs> just cut it in half. It doesn't have to be accurate. We're on the time crunch, right? Hurry up. <laughs> But one of the things I was on their website last night and I came across they have target cameras. They have two different versions, one designed for sighting in your rifle so that you can easily see how close your hits are together, streamed directly to a phone app in HD. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. It lets you record video and calculate your group size, which is pretty awesome since you don't have to be walking back and forth because especially depending on how far away your targets are, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, Who needs the gym? And, I do. Huh, I know. Huh. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I need the gym. I know, me too. I haven't been back in two weeks and I need to get there, but whatever. The second version is designed for long range shooters. It gives you the ability to stream an HD video from your target up to one mile away. Dude, one wow. mile. That's Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I don't know how close that first one. I would imagine that you can stream from a pretty good distance, but the second one a mile away, that's freaking nuts. Yeah, that is. How much easier would it make to sight in a rifle with that? Oh, so much easier. You don't need a massive spotting scope or spotter to call your hits out. Right. And I feel like you get it done a lot faster, too. Totally. They're also designed to use in all weather conditions and have a six-hour battery, which is pretty good. The sight in camera goes for $299.99, and the long-range system goes for $474.99. But if you guys want this, remember, you have a one-time code, GUNFUNNY10, and that will get you 10% off your first order, and that is at caldwellshooting.com. That's an awesome deal. Yeah, totally. And time's money. Yeah, time is absolutely. Money. Let's see. I'm trying to think. So I was an instructor for a few years and then eventually I got my FFL and I started selling guns. And how did you get into the podcast world? Oh, well, yeah, but then that's <laughs> what I was going to say. When I started selling guns, that's when you and I reconnected. Yeah. Because your husband is. bought a gun from me. Mm-hmm. And then I think I ran into you a few times while, when I got back to Colorado. But then however your husband found me, I don't know. I'll tell you exactly how. So this is how, how it happened because he was. I think I want to buy you a concealed carry gun. And I was like, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Because we had just gotten finished with our concealed carry classes. And he was like, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I don't know what I want at this point. I said, but I want to make sure that we don't like support these bigger gun places. I was like, let's support somebody closer to home, like a family business. And I saw you all over Facebook. And so I said, why don't you go to my friend from high school And ask her, like, she does concealed carry classes. She'll know what the best gun probably is for me to carry. And that's when Chad had contacted you. And then that's when I made the suggestion, oh, Glock 43. Yep. And I still have it. And that's still my concealed carry gun. It's a good carry gun. I love that gun. Yeah, I do. A lot of people have shot it and they don't like it. Maybe it's just because I'm so used to it because I've had it for so long now, Mm -hmm. but I love it. Well, it's probably also if you're a beginner and you shoot a compact gun, you're not going to like it because it's going to be snappier. Yeah. Or if I just can't get my hands around it. But even then, give me a break. Yeah. I have pretty big hands for a female and I could shoot the Ruger LCP fairly well enough to hit bullseyes with. Right. And then we ended up meeting up. Oh, and then at that time. My friend was getting married and she was having a bachelorette party. Oh, it was our mutual friend that we yeah. both went to school with. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't really have too many girlfriends. Me just moving back and not being back for that long. But I have a lot of girlfriends. I'll bring them. And then yeah. I invited you. And yeah. And then we had the best night ever. Oh, my God. That was so fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave out all the inappropriate things that yes, happened. <laughs> but let's just say this. I'm a very good friend and I made sure to get my friend the best stripper ever. She absolutely did. And I can vouch for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was a fun night. Yeah. And then we just hit it off. And then you you guys came to Vegas with me for my 30th birthday. Yeah, that was huge. That was so much fun. I know. That's probably one of my favorite trips to Vegas. I have two favorite trips to Vegas and that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That was from what I can remember. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Right. All I really remember is the high roller. Like I remember (laughs) that. And then like a few things in between at swimming pools. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, did we try to go to a club? I feel like we tried to go to a club. I don't even remember if we're, to- <laughs> if we're being totally honest. But from what I remember, the pictures looked good and we had fun. Right. <laughs> That's all that matters. And then let's see. When did I get into podcasting? Because somebody that we don't mention his name asked me to be a guest and then asked me to be a permanent panelist on the show. Yeah. And so I was on a podcast before I even knew what a podcast was. 
And then after that, that was look, right before you moved into my basement. No, it was, was I it? was still on the podcast for a while before, before that. that. Yeah. I forgot. I was on the podcast for about a year, I think. And then there was a bunch of guys on there and they're all rude and I just really didn't enjoy it. It had to be 2016. Yeah, I don't really remember. And then I left and let's see, four years ago, I moved into your basement for three months because Mm -hmm. my apartment, the lease was up. I wanted to buy a house while I was looking for a house. I was living in your basement. And it's so funny. This is how we know we're good friends because- (laughs) Most people, when you live together, it'll ruin your friendship, which yeah. is usually how it happens. But you and I, we loved it. One, Lacey cooks amazing. I've mentioned that before. <laughs> so it was home cooked meals. It was like a slumber party every night. You would just come downstairs. We'd watch Shameless, and we'd On feel Netflix so yeah. We and f- drink wine. <laughs> we would feel so great about our lives, and yeah, and we would just laugh, and it was a lot of fun. And sometimes, buddy, I miss living with you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have an unfinished basement. I so know. maybe we finish it, and you just move back in. Yeah, and <laughs> I could get top dollar for my house. It'll be great. <laughs> Actually, it, it's a seller's market right now. Oh my gosh, I feel like it is everywhere, but definitely in Colorado, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. And then I missed podcasting. So then I started my own podcast and then created a YouTube channel. I'll never forget when you started your own podcast and you looked at me and you were like, do you want to be on my podcast? And I was like, uh, I don't know anything, buddy. And I was like, it's great. It's great. No, we'll take you through your the journey of Lacey learning how to use a gun. Lacey Lane learns to gun. Training her from noob to operator. And it is funny how things have changed so much from the first show. And then even just me behind a mic because it's so uh, like deer in the headlights when the cameras go on. Yeah. Oh, I was a lot quieter in those first podcasts than I am now. Well, we also had a co-host that just like took over and talked a lot. That's true. And I wasn't on the show once he left. So, yeah. Well, I think then, I quit before he did. Yeah. And then I was just, all right, well, I'm on my own sink or swim. And now I wouldn't even want to host. Right. My mom always said, hey, if you could do it by yourself, why not? Thought about doing another podcast recently with somebody. And I'm, why? Why should I? It's almost sometimes a liability to do something like that with another person well, because yeah, you don't you, know. No, you're relying on that person to be responsible mm-hmm. and to put in their all and to put in equal amounts of work. And yeah, it's just no thank you. I'd rather just. And then you're putting your career in somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not doing that anymore. Yay, buddy. Yeah. The things that you Alpha learned. female. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm here and I'm incredibly grateful for everyone, all of the listeners, everyone who follows me on social media. And I still feel like I have so much more to do and such a ways to go. But it is kind of incredible to look back and think, man, to think that I really didn't start off here thinking that this was going to be a career. It was just something to kind of get me by at the time. It was something I saw a use for or it was in demand or I enjoyed doing it at the time, but I never really set out to actually make it a career. And now I figure I've been in this industry eight years. And at this point, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. I guess I have a degree that I could fall back on, but I have my hands in everything in this industry. I write for magazines. I do video. I have the podcast. I'm a firearms instructor. I was going to say, I don't think there's anything that you haven't really done. That's, yeah, that's yeah. firearm related. I don't know. 
yeah, that's my story, guys. And hopefully you feel a little bit more like, you know, the person behind the mic and the person that's asking all the questions. And as always, if you guys ever have any questions, just hit me up on social media or go to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form. But I do want to say I really appreciate each and every one of you guys. And no way in hell would I be where (laughs) I am today if it wasn't for you guys and Lacey for you letting me live in your basement. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, always buddy and just really all the support and how many yeah. times do we have bad days when we call each other up and then by the time we're done talking on the phone we're just laughing hysterically yeah everyone needs a friend like that absolutely and happy birthday ava yay thanks 35 looks great on you oh thanks it's, <laughs> it's the botox <laughs> uh, just kidding kind of <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> all right moving forward with the show iwi If you guys are looking for a quality AR with some upgrades straight from the factory, you should check out the Zion 15. IWI builds them at their factory in Middleton, Pennsylvania, and includes some pretty nice parts so that you don't need to change things up right after you get it. They feature a 15-inch free-flow M-Lock handguard so that you can attach all your accessories and include a buttstock and grip from the popular manufacturer B5 Systems. They have a 16-inch chrome molly barrel for accuracy and barrel life, Best of all, MSRP is only $899.99, which is pretty freaking good for an AR, especially of that quality. Yeah, definitely check those out. You can find it at IWI.us while you're there. And of course, you're at the web store. You find some accessories that you like. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Now it's time to talk politics. Politics. What is going on? Today, it's political AF. And it's Uh-oh. funny. Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny. I didn't even read this before. The minute Lacey came over, hey, heads up, didn't read the show notes. I didn't have questions for myself. We're just going to wing it because that's where I'm at in my life. That's what 35 did to you. <laughs> yeah. It made me stress less and it made me be able to wing things a little bit better. Whereas before we'd start a show and I'd have to read everything. I'm yeah. like, I'm so nervous. I got to research the guests. And half the time I have guests, dude, I don't know who this is, but we're going to go along with it. And I'm going <laughs> to learn as the listener learns. <laughs> Probably better that way, though, because the questions are better then. Yeah. Because you're curious. They're curious. Yeah, exactly. And we're all curious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Censorship has reached Orwellian levels. This week brought some insane levels of censorship that are going on. So we've all known that there has been a coordinated effort in social media companies to make at first Trump look bad. And now the Biden administration looked better with fact checking, misinformation, shadow banning, deleting Mm -hmm. accounts with no violations for going well back into last year. This week, they started openly admitting that the White House works with social media in determining what gets flagged. Jen Psaki. The White House press secretary basically bragged at multiple points that we're flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spreads disinformation. She went on to even say that they work with mainstream media outlets in determining what should get published. In short, she admitted that they are the arbiters of what is true. She went on to say that if a user is banned on one platform, they should be banned from all platforms. Dude, and how many people do you know that get banned every other week for just the stupidest things? Well, we were just talking about TikTok. Yeah. 
and how if there's like two key things in TikTok that you'll get banned for if you mention it. One is guns and the second one is anything negative about the vaccine. Yeah. And you'll get banned. Yeah. So I just created a TikTok account and I'm already banned. I haven't even posted a freaking thing. I'm banned from editing my profile right now because I try to post a profile picture with a gun in it. So I'm already banned. So insane. Oh, gosh. Social media is making it so freaking hard. Yeah. The context that she was discussing was regarding vaccinations, but the same people saying some of this information is false now were proven wrong multiple times in the last year. For example, Facebook from the beginning of 2020 censored any mention of a theory of the virus escaping from a lab in China. Now that more and more evidence has come out and even the Biden administration opened an investigation into it, Facebook has finally relaxed some of those restrictions. The biggest danger here is there are biased media companies openly colluding with politicians and bureaucrats in making determinations of what is true based on political goals rather than actual facts. How long until the Surgeon General starts flagging any firearm content as a dangerous health hazard to be removed? Or is this already being done? Just this week, an Instagram update came to light that by default limits any content they determine to be dangerous, which if you read the description includes firearms, especially, I know, especially in the 2A world, we've seen insane levels of censorship for quite some time. It reached new levels during the elections. Now it's even worse. And they're bragging on national news about working with the government to determine what's true. Imagine if Trump announced back in 2020 that he was working with Facebook to flag posts that he determined to be, quote, misinformation. There would literally have been riots in the streets more than the Democrats encouraged. Right. It's just an incredible attack on free speech. And it's unbelievable that they're not only admitting to it, but basically bragging that they're doing it. It just sounds so much like communist China. Dude, I know. I hate to throw that out there, but that's exactly what it sounds like. I know. And it's just so frustrating because I've said this so many times. Just posting about firearms. I own this firearm legally. I am a law-abiding citizen. What about this should be flagged? Right. Like, what about this is breaking the law? Because I'm not breaking the law. Why am I being treated like a criminal when some whack job can post something about how to make bombs or something that's sex trafficking that nobody is really paying much attention to? Or, like or my favorite yeah. is like Netflix and the very sexual things that they're putting on Netflix oh, now. My son stumbled across one of those shows very innocently, Mm -hmm. and he's nine years old. And that was a very rough topic for me to have to face with my son at nine years old. I haven't told anybody this. I just thought of it. When I was flying back from, where was I last week? Minnesota. I'm on Delta. And the entertainment that they have available the movies, it was all gay related. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. I wonder if we could actually go on Delta right now to see what entertainment. I'm going to look it up right now. That's crazy. I don't know. I feel like everything's being incorporated. Things like that are being incorporated in all television shows now, too. Like the mainstream television shows that everybody's watching are incorporating things like that now. And they're not shoving it down your throat, per se, but... We used to be able to watch these TV shows without having that in our face constantly. Yeah. Man, I wish that they would show a list of the movies that you had to show. It was all about racism, gay stuff, and I think it was politics. 
Anyway, so I ended up watching this video on when AIDS first came about. Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember what the movie was called. I want to say it was gay cancer or something. That's what they were calling it at the time because they didn't have the definition of AIDS. And here we are talking about, you know, when people are trying to be so politically correct. Yeah. But figure this was back in the day. So this is what they were calling it. And there was so much gay sexual content, regardless if it was gay or not, because I really don't care. I don't care who you want to have sex with or who you you love, love who you love. Yeah. Totally okay with that. As long as it's somebody who's not a minor. Right. But (laughs) whatever. But anyways, I it got to the point where it was just every other scene was just people having sex that I had to change the screen because I was embarrassed that it was on my screen and I'm on a plane and it's showing up on the monitor. Uh, What the hell? This is almost porn rated content. That's insane. It showed their genitals. That's so It's not crazy. just, oh, you could see butts. Can you imagine if a little kid was sitting next to no, you? No, I know. That's what I kept thinking. And there is a thing that pops up on the screen where it was, hey, rated R content or whatever, and you hit accept. But hello, the screen, everyone can see the freaking screen. So why is this even being allowed? But that's not even R at that point. That's X. Yeah. Like if you're showing genitalia. Yeah. I like, know that's not R anymore. I know. I was, was so taken back. But yeah, and that stuff, that's okay. But yeah, I post a gun on social media and it's flagged. And I'm the criminal, but let's let the whole plane watch porn. And right. I don't know. Just freaking weird, man. 2021, 2020, all of that. Just I feel like all the weirdos just popped up and life is just so backwards. It is. It's crazy. Well, for Facebook, too, there was a point in time where they were trying to get Facebook to start screening the people that were on Facebook because they were actually seeking out minors. They were adults seeking out minors. Wow. And Facebook didn't want to screen it or ban it or like ban the use no matter whether you reported it or not. Yeah. Well, also, how many accounts have people tried to make fake accounts of mine lately? Somebody's out to do me in or maybe it's the Chinese that are I think what it is, is they're trying to create fake accounts and then get my followers and then they're going to create an OnlyFans. So, guys, just for the record, I will never have an OnlyFans. (laughs) It's not going to happen. You're not going to see Ava on OnlyFans. So don't go looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. You're never even going to see me in a bathing suit. I'm just letting you know right now. So don't fall for it. But (laughs) I think that that's what they're doing. So I try to flag that account and say that they're impersonating me. And yeah. Instagram won't take it down because it doesn't go against community guidelines. But it's what the not hell? me. Yeah. Somebody is trying to be like me. And I guess it's probably that girl that you put tanning lotion on her nose in fourth oh, grade. I know. She's like, oh, I'm going to get her. <laughs> I, <laughs> I waited years for this. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm surprised that karma hasn't bit me even harder for being honest. <laughs> All right. Manicore arms. If you guys have a CZ Scorpion Evo, you need to check out all the upgrades that they have. I have have one. Yes, you're right. You do. (laughs) So you need to check out these upgrades. I know. I need to get some more upgrades. They have the forend and it has a solid M lock to attach your accessories or with the carry handle for higher rails. If you like that pulse rifle look, an absolute must is the upgrade safety selectors. Have you noticed that the safety on your Scorpion Evo, it just sucks, gets super rough? Yes. Yeah. I think because it was made for people to be operators and wear gloves, but right. if you're not wearing gloves. And I'm we never just, wearing gloves. No, exactly. <laughs> you want to switch out the safety selectors. In my opinion, that's a must. 
They also have the switchback charging handle so that you can give it that HK slap, which is always pretty cool. Lots of stuff. Check it out, manicorearms.com. Don't forget to use the code AvaRocks15. That gets you 15% off. Well, I'm going to go get the safety selectors and I'm going to use your code. Yes, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question. What's your go-to self-defense ammo? Don't, don't, don't. Okay, this is actually a tough question for me because as you guys know, I just got sponsored by Federal Ammunition. They were asking me just two days ago, actually, to put together a spreadsheet of the ammo that I want. Oh my gosh, there are so many different types of ammo that they have had and lots of self-defense ammo. Okay, I'm pretty much going to be using their stuff exclusively. So whatever I have, Lisa, we're going to the range and we got to shoot it all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get rid I'm of it. I'm pretty sure my son's going to want to go too. Cause dude, I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, bring your son who we won't name just in case. Yeah. Bring him. He loves me. He's my best buddy. In fact, I was just telling somebody, dude, I may not have kids, but all my friends that have kids, their kids freaking love me because if it's a girl, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Can I play with your hair? And we could talk about lipstick and nail polish and stuff like that. <laughs> but then if it's a boy, they think I'm badass because I have all these guns and we can talk guns. And yeah, I'm every kid's favorite. And I bring them tons of candy. And here you go. And then I leave. And I'm, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, my kid doesn't want candy anymore, though, because now he knows you're sponsored by yeah, Federal. I know. No, he's like, can we get some ammunition, too? Yo, you got any <laughs> boxes of 22 on you? Oh, hey, hello to you, too. I huh? need some rounds, Ava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> Yeah, so I was looking at their self-defense ammo, and I'm not really sure what to pick. There's a lot, and there's just, even just for range ammo, do I get the Syntec, which I heard just almost reduces recoil entirely. I was talking to another federal ambassador, and she shoots a 40 when she does competition shooting out of her Glock, and she's honestly, it's like shooting, I don't know, I forget what she, I wouldn't say it's like shooting a 22, but I'd imagine it's probably like shooting a 9. It just shoots really well, because- The ammo just has such recoil reduction. Unfortunately, I can't give you guys a direct answer yet, but I am going to be getting a few different types and I'm going to be testing it out and I'm going to see what I think would be the best for me. And then I'm going to tell you what's the best for me. Yeah. (laughs) And then when we're done, oh, that's what we should do. Okay. This is what we're going to do. You ready? Yes. Okay. One time. I had to make a meat target. It was the worst thing in my life. I remember that, actually. (laughs) Oh, it was the worst thing. I hated it. But what if we make something that we can test a different ammo and see what we think would be best? So my son already had the greatest idea. He was like, Mom, can we take these watermelons to Ava's range and shoot them? So he wants to shoot like watermelons and pumpkins and all of the things. That would be a really good idea. Okay, guys, you're listening to the show. What would be the best? Because I feel bad using meat because I feel like it's such a waste and it's expensive. It's really expensive now. Yeah, that's true because meat just keeps getting everything's so expensive. Remember when gas was under $2? That was cool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trump. Oops. Yeah, Yeah, stupid Trump. (laughs) Gosh. Hmm. What I would give for a mean tweet now. Oh, I know, right? (laughs) But we don't want to hurt any feelings. (laughs) I want to know what you guys would recommend that's affordable because then they also have the ballistic gel that would require me cooking, though. I think you have to cook the gel if you get it in powder form and then Mm -hmm. cook it. Is it like making jello? I don't know. We should look into it. I'll do it. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. You were good at cooking. Yeah. We'll yeah. look into it. Dude, my shit is going to come out pasty. And this was <laughs> It'll be, be all grainy. Yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be the ballistic gel. And well, now it's like, it looks like a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty close, probably. Yeah. To what it will be, but not quite. <laughs> but if you guys have any other ideas, definitely let me know. Because I think that would be a really cool video. And it'll just be me trying to test out the best self-defense ammo that Federal offers. And let's face it, Federal... I've not shot any of their ammo that I did not like. I could not have lucked out better with an ammo sponsor. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting here, oh, Aguila or whatever, or I don't know, Winchester just sponsored me. Like, Yay, ho, ho, gotta swallow my pride. It's free ammo. Yeah. I mean, freaking federal. They're top notch. Creme de, cro- creme de crop, right? That's how you say Creme it? de la creme. Yes, creme mm-hmm. de la creme. There we go. Oh, <laughs> I want some creme brulee. I knew that was coming after I said that. (laughs) Oh my God. This morning I had bunt cakes and my friend made me rhubarb crisp. So I had a little buffet going on. (laughs) With just desserts. (laughs) Uh, It was amazing. I love being an adult and my mom doesn't tell me not to eat something. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I pay for it. I pay for it. The skills like, you know. Anyways, primary arms. Man, they are killing it with optics right now. I'm telling you guys, if you're looking for an optic, just stop looking around and just go directly to primary arms because they have so many different types of optics available. If you're thinking, oh no, well, I want the Trigicon, guys, stop being dumb and paying for the name and actually just get something that's good quality that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And while you're there, check out a lot of the other stuff that they have. For example, they have the windowed P mags. They're only $13. Lower parts kit, $33. 22 LR conversion kits for the AR-15, $180. They have all kinds of stuff. So they're not just offering optics. They also have the Timony triggers for the AR-15s, and they just went down to $110. Check that out. Oh, if you guys buy an optic, use the code AVA, A-V-A. And that's going to get you a free scope mount with every primary arms optic. If you guys click on the link in the show notes, I'll get a small portion of the sales. It's an affiliate link. And I appreciate that. And that is at primaryarms.com. Today in Tacti Talk. Tacti Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Marlin is back, which is kind of weird because I didn't even realize that Marlin went anywhere. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it wasn't like, who's seen Marlin? But I guess last week, Marlin officially came back on the scene, kind of, for the first time in five years. The social media accounts for Marlin Firearms had new posts, which, again, I didn't even realize. But so I guess that I makes knew. sense. But do you want to know why I knew? Because they sold. Because... That's what my son's 22 is. Yeah, you're right. We bought my son a 22 bolt action rifle. Yeah. From Marlin, and he loves it. And the reason we bought it for him is because he'll be able to keep that forever and pass it along to his children. Yeah, totally. Because you were looking for like a 22 rifle, and well, you could buy him the cricket, which cool, he'll grow out of. And it's not like you're going to keep it. And I think it was your dad's idea actually to buy him. Yeah. And that's actually genius. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys are looking to get your kids started, get them a nice bolt action 22 rifle. Bolt action, I think, is a great way to teach them because they can only shoot one round at a time. 
and really focusing on all those skills. We went with him the other day. He was doing an amazing job. Yeah. But yeah, this is why. So if you don't remember, Marlin was owned by Remington Outdoors and Ruger purchased the brand and assets from a bankruptcy auction last year for $28.3 million. Ruger acquired more than 80 pages of listed assets, including tooling, machine components, spare parts for products for the Marlin firearms, as well as the intellectual property, patents, FFLs, media pages, and trademarks. Marlin was founded in 1870 and has produced many different guns since then, but are probably most known for their lever-action rifles, producing more than 30 million of them in 2008. When Ruger acquired Marlin, they announced that Marlin's lever guns would be a top priority to introduce to the market by the end of 2021. They have promised weekly updates, progress bringing Marlin's back to the market. This week, they posted a picture of the last machine being delivered to the Ruger factory in Maiden, North Carolina, on December 9th of last year. With over eight months now to work on setting up the machinery, it's likely that we may be seeing new Marlins announced at NRA annual meetings, which I'll be at. And yeah, if you're going to NRA AM, NRAM, whatever, definitely check out my social media because I will be doing a few booth appearances. So if you guys are having a hard time meeting up with me, I will be at specific spots at specific times. But That's kind of cool. That explains why I haven't heard from Marlon in a long time. Right. Uh My dad's the one that told me that they were basically gone. Yeah. When he bought that gun for my son. Which also kind of wonder makes it if it's more money because then they didn't produce any. I really don't know. Then again, there was probably so many produced, like they said, without one gun, they produced 30 million. So I know we didn't pay an outrageous amount of money for it. I know that. But I know my dad said it was a very desirable gun for someone my son's age. Yeah. Yeah, and it does fit them well. Yeah. GPS bags. I've posted a few videos of me using their bags. Man, their bags are freaking phenomenal. I have a few of their rifle bags, like their tactical AR cases. They make really cool range bags that are like duffel bags, but you have this insert so you can just slide in different handguns, which I think is great because nothing's worse than cool. Let's pack up every handgun in its original case. By the time you're all said and done, you bring so much stuff to the range with you and getting your car, bringing it out, packing Mm -hmm. it back up, bringing it back home. Man, that freaking sucks. It does. GPS has found a way to make it so much easier. They're heavy duty. They're really good quality. They have all the pockets, mag pockets for ear and eye pro, just all around. They're freaking phenomenal. Guys, if you want to check out their bags, all you have to do is go to goutdoorsproducts.com. So that's goutdoorsproducts.com. There's also a link in the show notes. Also, don't forget, if you use that code GUNFUNNY20, you are going to get 20% off. All the discounts. Yeah. (laughs) You think I'd be like Mr. Guns and Gear up in here. (laughs) Today's AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. It's titled Ho Not. Oh. (laughs) Sounds very interesting. Yeah. This is yet another tale of social media censorship, but this time it's taking down plant groups. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? I felt that one. I just felt that one. I'm part of a lot of plant groups like crazy plant ladies and all that stuff. And I'm almost getting to the point where I need to stop and maybe just leave those groups because it's still (laughs) 
causing my house to look like a forest because I see something. I need that. And then I go and buy it. (laughs) Almost anyone who uses Facebook has been subjected to algorithms incorrectly flagging content as hate speech. But in a plant group, come on. We're not talking about women who are arguing about whose Monstera is better or what they should use to kill spider mites. Don't get me started on spider mites. (laughs) We're just, I know. We're just talking about general discussions about plants and how to take care of them, especially when the group included discussion of using a hoe to remove weeds from your garden. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Facebook's algorithms frequently flag the word hoe, H O E, thinking it's a different word, which doesn't have an E on the end. Unfortunately, many people today do not know how to spell and commonly misspell the two-letter word (laughs) as the trusty garden tool. Oh, my gosh. A woman in New York who moderates a plant group found her group in danger of being shut down for continued violation of community standards due to members talking about different uses of the garden tool. She tried contacting Facebook and never got a response. Surprise, surprise. After the story ran, Facebook responded to a member of the Associated Press and said in an email that they found the group and corrected the mistaken enforcements. (laughs) Cool. Can you guys correct my as well? (laughs) Right. Then the group manager got a new notification that Facebook had automatically disabled commenting on a post because of the possible violence, incitement, or hate in multiple comments. (laughs) The post in question included, kill them all, drown them in soapy water. And Japanese beetles are jerks. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. That actually, you see that all the time in plant groups. So, yeah. Right. All the hate. Oh, man. That's a lot of hate speech there. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Facebook's probably the poor Karens over at Facebook. I don't know. They're they're so busy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So right now, iTunes reviews. We only have one left, actually. Somebody gave us a just a random five stars, which is always appreciated. They didn't say anything, but I appreciate that. That's better than nothing. The other person, KJJ245 Legend, titled Amazing to a Podcast, five stars. Very informative. Great podcast for people just getting in firearms or veterans. Just getting in firearms or veterans. Have you ever wanted to get into a veteran? <laughs> I'm pretty sure veterans wanted to get in me. Uh, You don't know. Listen, you never know. Okay, there's some really hot ones. Okay. She's even inspired me to look into becoming a firearms instructor. We need more firearm educators to preserve our Second Amendment. Give this podcast a shot. It's worth it. Plus, it doesn't hurt that she's gorgeous. Aw, well, you can't really see me over the podcast. But if you guys don't follow me on social media, I'm not too hot on the eyes. (laughs) Especially at 35. Yeah. Somebody thought I was 29. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. There you go. No. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, Lacey, I would be like, hey, pick one. The person who gave me five stars, which I I don't even know if they left a name, or the KJJ245 legend. Well, obviously, it's got to be the one who left a written review. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. KJJ245 legend. Contact me at gunfunny.com. Click on the contact us link. Send me a good address to send out that prize pack. And as always, guys, I really appreciate your reviews. And now it's time to wrap up because, well, I got to enjoy being 35. This is my second day now being 35. And I just don't know what to do with myself. I might mow my lawn. I might mow my lawn. (laughs) Do you feel any better about life? I was in bed by 10 p.m. last night and I didn't wake up with a hangover. Judging from my past Facebook posts when I had a birthday where I woke up with puke in my hair, locked myself (laughs) out of my house. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy how things have changed, right? <laughs> but it feels good. And yeah, nowadays, I can't really drink that much. I have maybe two or three drinks. All right, I'm done. We're adults now. We have responsibilities. Yeah. I didn't drink on my birthday either. Dude, not to mention hangovers just suck. They do. Oh. It's not worth it. No, it's not. And I don't want to waste a day. Right. I have too much trying to, to recover. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs that? No. <laughs> not this girl and not that girl. It's time to wrap up. Guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Oh, TikTok. It's Ava Flanell, F-L-A-N-E-L-L underscore. That's right. Right now I have zero followers. It's fun. It's great. Oh, Makes crap. Me- I'm going to go follow you. Oh, buddy. Thank you. That I'll be, be your first follower. That would be so great. Thank you. I Hang feel- on. I'm going to do it right now. Thank you. I feel like such a loser. <laughs> I feel like such a loser. Oh. If you guys want to support the show, consider becoming a Patreon. And you get access to our Facebook group, Gun Funny Patreons, I think it's called. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Lacey's in there. So if you guys want to talk to Lacey. I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of fun things to talk about. Oh, yeah. In, in the fact, Patreon group. I let the people in my Patreon group know more about my personal life than anybody else on social media. Accurate. Yeah, I saw some meme where it was me in a private group, and it's just like, what the hell? And then me <laughs> on my public Facebook. Oh, hey, guys. What an amazing day we're having today. Everything's great. <laughs> I'm great. That's, so accurate. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Also, Blown Deadline, giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month, which it's almost the end of the month. It's that time again. Yeah. Yeah. All the more reason to become a patron. Want to thank the $25 patrons. Corbin Bonafide. You remember him? I do. He's been with us since the very beginning. Dude, I know. I know. I remember when he was our... He was our first $25 yeah, patron. He yeah. was. Yeah. He's still here. It's so crazy. I wonder how old he is now. how old are you corbin yeah he's probably four years older actually (laughs) right is that how that works (laughs) yeah iraq veteran 8888 ryan morrison justin paulson jason anderson sportsman's guide daniel treadwell keith calamore and melissa writings king of the patreon john snow he wants me to say a policeman once pulled over operator tickles she let him go with just a warning (laughs) Little operator tickles. In fact, she's not doing so great. She went to the dentist. She had to go get a tooth pulled. Mm. I know my poor little baby. She's been eating soft food. And the problem is, is I think she just doesn't want to go back to the hard food because it's that time where she can move on and eat the hard food. But she's refusing. It's too much work, mom. Oh, God, it's just such a pain. Okay, this is great. Anything else you want to be more high maintenance about? (laughs) She's like I was when I lived in New York and when I was in high school. She's your inner Ava. Oh, I know. It's just, this is, see, if you don't have kids, you still get the karma in your dog. That's just, what it. No, what's worse is having kids and dogs. I'm telling you. My, oh, yeah. I think my dogs are worse than my child, though. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you have a great Dane. Yeah. Dude. And she has other dogs, too, but just to add into the mix. Yeah. She's a miniature pony. Oh, man. To say the <laughs> least. Yeah. But she's so cute. She's a little baby. Deep down, she's a little baby. Yes, that's true. All right. Well, Lacey, thanks so much for joining me. And you want to go get lunch? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ava. I really appreciate it. It was fun to come back on the show. Well, who else was I going to have? Who else is my bestie boo of 24 years? Right. It's so crazy. I know. I know. Let's go celebrate. All right. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.